Nick. Benson, you always get all the answers. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Nick Verzellini. Well, now we welcome you into the Sports Mix. Nick Verzellini alongside me, Avery Newport today. If you're wondering where Colin and Spencer are, uh, they are at Nats Park doing a media tour of the new things that fans can expect this year at Nats Park. So that's exciting for them. And Spencer should join us on the show here at some point. Uh, But we don't really have too much locally to talk about because if you've looked outside, it's been raining. So there's no EPAC baseball or softball action today. We did have a few games last night. We'll get into that just a little bit. But uh, Avery, how are you doing today? I'm good, Nick. It's uh, it's nice to be a, a co-host for the first time, I think. Yeah, I've uh, promoted your title on the screen. You're no longer Avery Newport intern today. You're Avery Newport co-host. So yeah, feels cool. You've been uh, promoted still with no pay, but hey, it is hey, what it is, right? That's all right. Hey, I'm uh, getting paid in experience, okay? That's what so I'm getting paid in. We did have some EPAC action last night, two teams in action. Spring Mills, we'll start with them. They lost to Berkeley Springs and uh, a 10-9 loss it was for the Spring Mills Cardinals, who had an early lead in that game, but uh, kind of fell apart late. Yeah, it's uh, it's a tough loss, obviously. It's non-conference, too, so really tough to see that for Spring Mills. Um, again, this is a young Cardinal team. They uh, have really been struggling on the pitching mound so far this year. Uh, they had a big lead in that game, if I'm not mistaken, Nick. They were up 6-2 to two early and then uh, just gave up a lot of runs later in the game and, and couldn't close it out. So, tough loss again. You know, this Spring Mills team is a young team. They are are, are still developing, you know. Um, so, it, it's difficult. You really, uh, non-conference games like that, you want to take control and want to win those games, especially if you're at home, which Spring Mills was yesterday. So, it's a tough loss, um, but obviously they know what they need to work on now. Obviously, pitching is something that needs to be improved, so they can, uh, you know, once they start playing some more EPAC teams, they can kind of refocus a bit, I think, put this loss behind them and and try and refocus a bit and work on those pitching problems. Yeah, I believe I said it was 10-9. It was 10-8 was the final. Uh, some good stats from the hitting. Uh, Spring Mills gets 12 hits. Uh, in its 32 at-bats, eight runs scored, eight RBIs, five walks. So, you know, did some good things uh, with the bats, but like you said, not a whole lot of pitching on their team currently. Uh, Gerardin goes five and two-thirds, eight hits, ten runs, seven earned, two walks, five strikeouts. They end up bringing in Chase Herndon late. But he's their best pitcher, so they really don't want to use him if they don't have to in kind of a middle relief situation. Uh, so that is an area where Spring Mills needs to improve. Um, they are, I think, heading in the right direction as a program. I like what head coach Brad Barrett has talked about in his interviews that we've had with him, but just not quite there yet. Herndon, though, he dominated when he got in one and a third, uh, one walk, four strikeouts, but you need to use your top pitching for those more important EPAC games. Uh, the other game last night, Hedgesville gets a win uh, over Mercersburg Academy. Avery, a good win for them. Yeah, it's a good win for Hedgesville, who I believe is still missing Riley Bubbs. So that's um, it's a good win for them. You know, they it, again, it's a non-conference opponent in in Mercersburg, but still a good win regardless. You always want to win. So 
Yeah, I mean, you know, this Hedgesville team is, has kind of had some ups and downs this year, but, you know, with losing their best hitter and maybe even their best pitcher in Riley Bubb, they've been able to right the ship a bit. You know, they've they've gotten a couple of good wins without him. So, um, you know, it's I, I think it's a good win for them, and hopefully that'll kind of build some momentum for them going forward for the rest of their EPAC schedule. Yeah, unfortunately, I don't have access to the box score, but a 13-6 win uh, for the Hedgesville Eagles over Mercersburg. They were supposed to play the game today. That was canceled on their Facebook page. You can see the details on that. And no uh, scheduled, no uh, rescheduling of that game because it was a non-conference game. So I don't think they'll get that one in. Uh, hopefully, we can have the Hedgesville versus Martinsburg game on Friday uh, in baseball. But our softball game tonight between Martinsburg and Musselman, that was also postponed. I believe that's the third time that's been postponed. So, uh that's tough for those two teams that they just can't seem to get a date in. But as we know, rain in the forecast throughout the rest of the week. So we're hoping that Martinsburg-Hedgesville gets played on Friday and obviously the game tomorrow that we have in softball we hope for. But uh, Because that's a, that's a huge game on Friday and those two teams, every time they get together, it's fun. So. Yeah, I mean, it's a rematch of the, the sectional championship from last year, of course. So it, it's a big rivalry and these two teams are playing pretty well as of late. Of course, we had Coach Byler on the show yesterday who talked about the Bulldogs and their start to the season. So, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to that game. It should be really competitive. It should be a fun one to watch. But, you know, weather has to cooperate in order for it to play. And the forecast so far is not looking too great. So... You know, hope for for good weather. Hope for rain early in the day so the field can can be playable for that game. But um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Just in general, too, uh, we're getting into the part of the season where these open dates are starting to add up for these teams, where they're kind of running out of time. As uh, you know, they don't have a whole lot of open dates on the schedule, so it is tough to get games in some. Quick other headlines before we take our first break. Kyle Daggett has signed with the Ringwood Hawks uh, in Australia. Yeah. And they that are, is a minor league team in the NBL. Yeah. So the the league that they play in is NBL 1, which I think is a minor league of the NBL. That's like the major league in, in Australia and New Zealand. So it's a minor team. It's a, it's a regional league. So there are... A bunch of teams that are based in uh, five conferences down there. So he uh, recently signed with them. So good for him. You know, Kyle Daggett is a great player. Of course, he led the Shepherd team last year. So uh, you know, big ups to him. Great accomplishment to uh, to sign with a with a semi pro team. So hopefully he'll he'll get a chance to to fly down there pretty soon, and maybe we'll see some kyle daggett highlights from australia who knows yeah and it's a good opportunity obviously it's a semi-pro team so not certain what his income and stuff like that will be but it's a chance to maybe make it in australia as a basketball player and that's exciting he had a great finish to the end of the year but that'll do it for the first segment on today's edition of the sports mix the show is brought to you in part by brown funeral homes and cremations robert fields and sons a family-owned full-service funeral home that has proudly served our area since 1880 along with hagerstown ford revolutionizing the car buying experience buy your next vehicle online they'll deliver it to you and if you don't like it they'll take it back hagerstownford.com we're back on the other side of this break and i fell heavy into your arms 
Hagerstown Ford continues to be your leader in car sales up and down the I-81 corridor. We will beat any and all competitors' prices. We've made buying a new car easier than ever with one-day delivery better than Amazon and a return policy better than Walmart. Your satisfaction is our guarantee. If you don't like it, simply return it and we'll come pick it up. No questions asked. Why would you shop anywhere else? At Hagerstown Ford, we take great pride in our community and supporting our local student-athletes. That's why Hagerstown Ford is the official car dealership of Shepard Rams quarterback Tyson Bajant. Our remote buying process has made new car shopping so easy, you'll never even set foot in a dealership. Simply go to HagerstownFord.com and click on the car you want to buy it, or use the Axle Auto app. It's that easy. You can order your new car on any device. Go to HagerstownFord.com and get your new car signed, sealed, and delivered from Hagerstown Ford. Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident, or fire? Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti, when you need justice. The gates are open and the sun is shining here at Nats Park. So show up. They may be young, but these kids can play. Show up. The Nationals have come from behind with two runs in the bottom of the night. And show some natitude. Single game tickets for the 2022 Washington Nationals regular season are on sale now. Visit nationals.com slash tickets and show your natitude at Nats Park all season long. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV10. We welcome you back to this edition of the Sports Mix. This segment is brought to you by Orsini's Home Store, not just an appliance store any longer. Cabinets and designer bedding, outdoor living, family owned and operated, 360 Hack Wilson Way in Martinsburg or online at Orsinis.com. I want to thank one of our loyal listeners, A.R. Emery. He brought us in some food today. I uh, have not had a chance to get a taste, but I'm sure it's great. And uh, Avery, you and I will probably do that after the show. Oh, absolutely. You know, we'll probably stick around, work on some other things. Of course, we, no game tonight. We have tonight. work to do. Yes. So, uh, yeah. So, once again, thank you for, for that. Looking forward to trying it. Yeah, I am too. As uh, we do have um, some news to talk about a somewhat local player, a guy that had played at WVU, and now he wins the Wooden Award at Kentucky. That is Oscar Shibway. Uh, winning it after an incredible season, really, for the Wildcats. I mean, I think he averaged, what, like 15 rebounds a game or something ridiculous, which uh, for a college game to even average 10 rebounds is pretty crazy because it's only a 40-minute game, you know, and you're probably playing like 34 minutes. So most guys get like seven to eight rebounds, and that's pretty good. But if you average 10-plus, that's outstanding and definitely deserving of that wooden award. Obviously, Kentucky lost to St. Peter's in the first round, but that vote came way before then, and I think he probably still wins it anyway. Uh, an incredible season, and uh, big shout-out there. Any any thoughts on that, Avery? Any guys that you thought were going to get it did you say she was going to get it 
I see. I thought. Well, first of all, congrats to him. Uh, big award, of course. It's essentially the Heisman of college basketball. So, big award, big win for him, a former Mountaineer. But I thought that. To me, I thought the race was a lot more wide open than a lot of people thought. You know, I thought most people thought that Shibway was going to win it going away, but I thought Ochai Abaji for Kansas had a good shot. Uh, Johnny Davis of Wisconsin was another player that I thought might might be able to win it. He essentially carried the Badgers all season long. So there were a couple players that I thought uh, had a chance at it. But like you said, I mean, averaging 15 rebounds a game in college is unheard of. That rarely ever happens. And it's funny also that you say that too because Armando Baycott for, for UNC also averaged around 12, 13 rebounds, yeah. which is huge, an astronomical total for a college guy. So two... Uh, you know, outstanding rebounding seasons happen this year, and that normally doesn't happen too often. So, yeah, you know, big congrats to Shibway. Uh, he was the best player on a two-seed in the NCAA tournament this year. Of course, they lost early, but that's not, you know, that's not their whole season. They had a great season leading up to that tournament loss to St. Peter's. They were one of the top teams in the SEC in the regular season. I mean, it's Kentucky. You know, they're a blue blood. They're a top program. So, um, it, it's it's definitely a big award for him, and you know he might stay another year at Kentucky. He's got another year of eligibility left, so he might uh, might stay and avenge that loss in the first round of the tournament. Who knows? Yeah, we'll see. I don't know how much of uh, if he'll transition well to the NBA or not. Um, it is always interesting. Like the top college players aren't always great professionals. We see the Heisman winners all the time, never really make it to the NFL. More recently, they have been with Kyler Murray and Baker Mayfield being number one picks, but you know, guys like Tebow and some guys never even played um, that won the Heisman. So that that's very similar with the Wooden Award. Uh, you know, Great college basketball players. There's the Garza from Iowa. Did he win the Wooden? I thought he did. I think he did, yeah. If he didn't Last win it, uh, he was you know an amazing player at Iowa. And what has he done in the NBA? I don't even know if he's in the league. Um, so we'll see how Shibway transitions. Uh, I think he's definitely, though, a great college player. He might stick around and try to win a national championship there. Um, I think age has something to do with it, yeah. too. You know, like the NBA, of course, is trending towards drafting younger players, drafting based on potential, you know, high school guys coming from the G League, whatever. And Shibway has been around for three or four years. Right. So maybe he's not the most attractive NBA prospect because he's been around. He's played a lot of college ball. But, you know, maybe another year might help his draft stock even more. Who knows? It does seem like, too, that overall NBA scouts don't really look to college as much as they did. Overseas is valued a little bit higher. G League now is starting to get that value. Um which is why I think they do need to change the rule to you can come pro out of high school again because I, I think there's a lot of guys each year that probably are ready to make that transition right away. And it, yeah. it's kind of unfortunate that players don't get those four years of the scholarship. But that's kind of just my take. We'll stay uh, in the basketball realm and we'll continue to talk. Uh, we'll go into the NBA. The big news officially last night, the Los Angeles Lakers have been eliminated from playoff contention under or led by LeBron James, which is the big news that LeBron will not be in the playoffs. Uh, gosh, when's the last time that happened? Well, it's the second time in four years with the uh, Lakers yeah, that he's yeah. missed it. I forgot about the, the year he was hurt. Uh, so I don't know if you count that completely, but uh, it does count. But 
Yeah, it's not very often. And he, I feel like his time at the Lakers has almost been a failure in some ways because uh, that first year they didn't make the playoffs. Obviously, we, I just said he was hurt that season. They win the championship in a, in a weird year. I mean, I'm still going to count it uh, because every team had to deal with the same situation and they came out on top. Uh, but it was a very weird year, and I don't know – if the playoffs were played in the normal time, you know, that would have changed everything. Players wouldn't have sat out, stuff like that. But again, every team that went there had to deal with being away from their family for a month and all that stuff. So you still validate that championship that he won. But then this year, they, they try to kind of rebuild the team after being bounced in the first round last year. And they go in this route of getting older veteran players to play along with LeBron. And you start the starting lineup, in particular the big three that was there with Russell Westbrook, Anthony Davis, and LeBron James, and I just never saw that working on paper to me because Westbrook is not a shooter. LeBron and Westbrook are essentially the same player in terms of they're both ball control guys. LeBron needs the ball in his hands. Westbrook creates for other players great, and so does LeBron, but they are playmakers. They're not scorers or shooters typically LeBron's point guards or guards when he's had success have been great off the bounce scores like true point guards really yeah Yeah. Kyrie worked in really well with LeBron D Wade was a shooting guard but those guys just had great chemistry and and it worked well Westbrook is not that kind of player he's not a shooter he can't make threes he can't make jumpers he's a slasher and he's lost a step so that wasn't going to work in AD it's very unfortunate. He's just been injured so much, it seems like. And if he was healthy, I think they probably could have got the eight seed. But again, I didn't see them making a big run in the playoffs. Well, you know, this is one of the most oddly and poorly constructed rosters that I've seen in recent memory in the NBA. Because it's this odd... Besides the terrible, like, Charlotte Bobcats teams. <laughs> sure. But just look at this roster. It's a combination of... A bunch of old past their prime vets in Carmelo, Russ this year, Dwight Howard. And then they also have this, like their bench is full of young guys like Austin Reeves and Malik Monk and Taylor Horton Tucker, who probably aren't really that good, who are probably on two-way contracts in the G League or something. And it's just... I don't know. This is not that's not a roster of an NBA playoff team to me. You know, you've got guys that you know, if this team was the 2012 team, if this team was playing 10 years ago, they'd be the best team in the league. But yeah. it's not 2012, it's 2022. They played one of the slowest paces in the NBA. Their offense is almost entirely based around mid-range jumpers and you know, it's just I don't know. Teams don't play like that anymore. You're not going to be competitive in today's NBA when you play as slow as they do and you don't shoot threes and you don't, you know, that, that's just not a modern NBA offense. I don't really know what they were thinking when they assembled this team. I think everyone saw the combination of LeBron, AD and Russ and thought, Oh my gosh, championship automatically. But you know, chemistry is important. Chemistry comes into play. You also have to consider, you know, how these guys play as individuals how are their play styles you know how are they all going to gel together so it it I don't know I'm I'm kind of with you here Nick I first when when Russell was first traded to the Lakers you know I didn't see a team that was immediately going to contend for a championship this year I saw a team with a lot of flaws yeah I don't know why Westbrook has this appeal that he's going to win a team a championship because he really hasn't done much in the postseason but 
Uh, I do want to shift gears here a little bit and, and just talk about most of the play-ins, or at least we know who's going to be in the play-in. We don't necessarily know the seeding yet, uh, but that is set now. All, all the teams that were in contention have been eliminated. The 10 spots are locked up for either playoffs or play-in. So it, it kind of – and you look at some of the top teams, and, and there has been kind of this shift in the generations. Gone are LeBron James. He's not in the playoffs. I think he'll be back. I don't think his career is over. I mean, he led the league in scoring this year. But he's not in. Uh, several guys like that have retired recently, obviously, are, are gone. And we're seeing the young talent emerge. Guys like John Morant leading his team to a two-seed. I don't think anybody saw that. Maybe the 6-5 at the best. Damian Lillard is out of the playoffs. It was not Dame time this year. That must have skipped a year. Um, and, you know, in the East... Kevin Durant's team is barely in as a play-in right now. Barely an eight seed, yeah. I mean, that that is crazy. So Giannis, is, I think it's his league now. I think he is the best player in the league by far. Um, but I guess we'll look a little bit at these play-in matchups and, and the potential first round. What kind of stands out to you about this? I mean, Cleveland, I guess we'll start in the East. Cleveland uh, and Brooklyn will will battle and then the loser of that game will get one more shot to get in depending on who wins that 9-10 matchup any uh thoughts on that one well if that's how it works out or i guess just overall i guess your thoughts on the current playoff teams and stuff like that i feel like the nets are dangerous you know yeah you you can never count out katie and Kyrie, even though they've had a, a disappointing season to their standards they're if they beat cleveland potentially in the play-in tournament then they'll be the seventh seed which means they'll either get Milwaukee, Boston, or Philadelphia. And I think they could beat any one of those teams, really. I, I you know, if Katie and Kyrie are on and they're playing at their best, which they have been over the last couple of weeks. I mean, Katie dropped 50 against the Hawks a couple games ago. Kyrie's played phenomenally well. So when those two guys are scoring like they they normally can score, they're an extremely tough team to match up against. I think they can give somebody two to three games in a series in terms of them winning. But I can't see them winning in the first round uh, just because I don't think they have enough behind those two guys. And plus we know New York is still having restrictions, so Kyrie won't be able to play in half the series already. Um, But if Ben Simmons was playing, like I kind of like that that idea that they had, but Ben Simmons is out. So they have KD, and I'm not thinking Simmons is going to contribute much as a scorer, but just as a defender and his ability to create, rebound, stuff like that would really help their team. But while I think Brooklyn is going to come out with the seventh seed, which would match one of those four teams there toward the top, it looks like Miami's probably going to end up with the one, but everybody else fighting for the two, three, four. Uh, I just don't know if they can get past them. But everybody wants to see, right, the, the Philly versus Brooklyn first round yeah I mean that's elevated into a huge rivalry now just purely based on this Harden Simmons trade that happened right you know if Ben Simmons you know Steve Nash already said that Ben Simmons was going to be shut down for the season but I don't know if he 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 said he wouldn't play for the rest of the regular season or the play-in tournament he didn't mention whether he would be able to come back for the playoffs you know the the series following that so if by some miracle Ben Simmons is but would back, would you want to throw in Ben Simmons into the mix when he hasn't played all year for Brooklyn? Yeah, that might be a risky play. You're right in the playoffs because obviously he doesn't have a ton of chemistry. He probably doesn't 
he hasn't played all season, so he doesn't have any rhythm with, with him going in. I mean, maybe as a bench guy, like for a few minutes here and there, because like defense is just about effort. It's not really about knowing much yeah. on the court. Maybe a role there for Ben, but I just I think he's done for the entire year. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It would be hard to to face him into that, but yeah, I don't know. I don't think the Nets have the the bench depth necessarily to to make a deep run, but. There are a lot of teams in the East this year that are pretty flawed. I look at Miami, who currently holds the one seed, and I mean, just recently they were on a four-game losing streak. They were bickering with each other. Teammates were openly having arguments. I mean, that team looked like they were in shambles, and they've they've righted the ship. It seems they've won, I think, four or five straight games now. So they've kind of, you know, they've got things under control a little bit. But that team is vulnerable. I think the trio of the Bucks, the Sixers, and the Celtics all have problems of their own, even though they've been playing really well as of late. Uh, Jason Tatum's having an MVP-type year, but they just lost Robert Williams yeah. for the rest of the season, who's one of the best defenders in the league. Philly has had some issues as well. Harden has kind of had some up-and-down performances. So I don't know. I think Brooklyn might have a chance to maybe pull an upset against one of those teams. I don't see a long run for them. But it is interesting to keep, you know, keep an eye on that to see if they snag the seventh seed and beat Cleveland in a in a potential playing game, or if they have to battle from the eighth seed if they lose. Yeah, I, I think ultimately it ends up being Milwaukee out of the East because I think Giannis has took it, took that step now. He got over the hump last year. There's a lot of criticism that he couldn't win in the playoffs. Uh, that went away, obviously winning the championship. So um, I think I think the Bucks go back. In the wet, I, I could see Bucks Suns again. Um, I wouldn't be shot. I can also still see Golden State emerging. I know we kind of talked about that they slipped off a little bit toward the end of the year, but I think their experience helps and they know how to turn it on at the right time. So I think those are kind of the two teams in the West. I know Memphis has been great, but they're so young, so inexperienced in those situations. It's if they make it, it's like an Oklahoma City run that they had in 2012. So I don't, I don't know, but. I, I think they need a little bit more playoff experience before they're ready for that type of run. Uh, but that would be my prediction right now. Would be a repeat, or maybe Golden State gets in there out of the West. Yeah, Phoenix looks unstoppable right now. I, I think they're they're my pick currently to uh, to take the West. But you know, you never know. The East to me is so wide open. I could see Miami realistically, Milwaukee, Boston, Philly, any of those teams really could could make a run. So I'm I'm excited to see what happens. Of course the plan is next week, so we're inching closer to the playoffs. Yeah, we are. We're inching closer to opening day. As I mentioned, Spencer and Colin are down at Nats Park. We'll hear from them not the next segment, but the segment after that, maybe. Just kinda depends. Uh, but we got some interesting stuff to talk about in the next segment. Terrell Owens wants to make a comeback to the NFL. He's going to be playing in the fan-controlled league. T.O. is always news. And, of course, some other things, some contract extensions and stuff like that that we'll get into on the other side of this break. You're listening to The Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Over there talking to mine. Hi, this is Lauren from Orsini's right here in Martinsburg. Grilling is not just for the boys. We are a platinum Traeger dealer carrying the Pro Series all the way up to the Timberline Series. We have every flavor of wood pellets along with accessories, rubs, sauces, 
not just Traeger, we carry Utz, Meat Church, Lanes, and Dizzy Pig. We also carry a full line of Yeti products. Orsini's has everything to complete your backyard. Visit us at 360 Hack Wilson Way or at Orsini's.com. WVU Medicine is pleased to introduce six new providers who've joined our medical staffs at Berkeley Medical Center, Jefferson Medical Center, and University Healthcare Physicians. Dr. Safdar Akbar, Emergency Medicine. Physician's Assistant, Misty Hunsader, Interventional Radiology. Nurse Practitioner, Elena Diggs, Urgent Care. Physician's Assistant, Catherine Lee, Emergency Medicine. Psychiatrist, David Marks, Family Medicine, Psychology. And Physician's Assistant, Stephanie Maybe, Neurology. WVU Medicine, growing to meet the needs of our community. Join us for the 95th Shenandoah Apple Blossom Festival, April 22nd to May 1st. You and your family can enjoy plenty of wow moments like shiny red fire trucks, bands, parades, celebrities, a queen, and much more. While attending the festival, you can also visit historic sites, over 60 different restaurants, walk the museum gardens, or hike amazing trails. There's so much to do in Winchester, Virginia. The Apple Blossom Festival features more than 45 events, so visit thebloom.com. This festival highlight is brought to you by Valley Health. Looking for some nightlife? Then look no further. Laddie's Bar and Grill has a full bar and kitchen, pool table, and entertainment with great food at affordable prices. You can dine in or carry out by calling us at 304-263-5233. Laddie's is open Monday through Saturdays from 8 a.m. to 3 a.m. and Sundays from 10 a.m. to 3 a.m. We serve breakfast all day long, and our lunch and dinner specials are posted every day on our Facebook page. So stop on in to Laddie's Bar and Grill, located at 107 Lutz Avenue in Martinsburg. Now, back to the sports mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. We welcome you back to the sports mix. As Nick Verzellini alongside me, Avery Newport, on today's edition of the Sports Mix. Uh, in this segment, we got a we got a mixture of things that Avery kind of wrote down when we were going over uh, the, the topics. We'll save the uh, the baseball maybe for that twelve forty five, depending on what happens if Spencer calls in or not. But uh, we'll start with just kind of some fun discussion. I think Terrell Owens has announced that he. We'll be joining the fan-controlled football league at age 48. The Hall of Famer uh, will be teaming up with Johnny Manziel, who's expected to be a starting quarterback. On a, I think they were the Dragons. I don't even remember. What I don't remember the what was. the team name was. I'm not going to watch the fan-controlled football league unless there is some drama between T.O. and Johnny Manziel. That just sounds like drama, and that sounds interesting, and that sounds appealing to me. And uh, he he says he can still play, and he thinks he could still play in the NFL. What's your thoughts, Avery? Oh, man. Well, <laughs> I don't know if he can play in the NFL still. I mean, he's what, 48? Yes, 48 He's 48 years old. years old? Yeah, no, there is no way. I'm sorry. I, I know that he went, he had, uh, like, he ran an unofficial 40 time in, like, some clip or something uh, a couple years, years ago. ago. Yeah. That was, like, a 4-5, which... For for a guy in his mid forties, fine. That's impressive. I'm sure he's in pretty good shape as well too. But you can't. The Zappers. That's the name of the team he's playing for. The Zappers. I mean that that's a great team. I don't even know where they're located. I see. I feel like 
he the and F- Johnny Manziel, they're gonna, they are not gonna get along. <laughs> Just the the two personalities that those two guys have, they are. Uh, that seems like a. Uh, that does not seem like a good pairing, in my opinion. <laughs> There's no guarantee that Manziel will be the starting quarterback, but I mean, he's probably the biggest name on their roster. And, and I'm presuming the fan-controlled football league. Does that mean that the fans decide the depth chart as well? Like, I don't, I don't know what that is. Can I demand or can I control To and tell him to go demand the football yeah. from Johnny Manziel? <laughs> go yell at Johnny for well, not throwing him passes. <laughs> From an off-the-field perspective, I never liked T.O. He almost was a Raven, but then he didn't want to go there and wanted to go to the Eagles instead. Um, But he is entertaining. He loves him some him or I love me some me. (laughs) Get your popcorn ready. His classic clips. So for that purpose alone, this is good for the FCF, the Fan Control Football League. I don't don't know. I I don't want to say T.O. can still play in the NFL, but his last season he was very productive before getting hurt, but that was... 12 years ago um so no he can't still play in the nfl but can he play in a league like this i think so i think i, mean, he, I think it's a could. nice get for for the fan controlled league because hey those are two brand names like right. i'm sure you're going to get people to tune in to those games who might not have otherwise if they didn't have those those brand names attached to it so you know that that's a positive for them sure and, but, and the last thing i remember tia was he was on my fantasy team when i was like i guess 11 years old and he carried me for a good part of the season before getting hurt that year with the Bengals. And uh, him and Chad Ochocinco at the time thought they were going to be a great combo, but it didn't really work out. Um, some other NFL news. Stephon Diggs has signed an extension with the Minnesota Vikings. The Buffalo Bills, Buff- man. Come on. Gosh, <laughs> I still got him in Minnesota. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I was maybe looking at the Wizards beating the T Wolves, and yeah, thought of. I almost said Timberwolves, honestly. Some, but yeah, okay, that would have been That's worse fair. than saying the Vikings. Uh, yeah, wrong league, but, wrong sport, everything. But with the Buffalo Bills, um, so Josh Allen gets his guy to stay, and, and this I think is somewhat local in terms of Maryland guy, but also I think it could affect the Ravens situation, Terry McLaurin situation at some point. Because obviously the Ravens have to extend not only Lamar Jackson, but Hollywood Brown in the very near future. And there's been some rumblings about uh, him potentially getting traded. Lamar has shut that down on Twitter. But also Diggs just saying in Buffalo, that's good for the Bills. That's good for Josh Allen. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, Josh Allen has his number one target back. That's huge. Of course, he had a bit of a down year last year um, from, you know, he went from leading the league in most major receiving categories in 2020 to kind of falling back a little bit. He still had a great year, no doubt about it. Scored a lot of touchdowns, but did not have the same production that he did in 2020. But most guys can't keep that up for you know a multi-year stretch. So another great season for him. He was the most reliable target for Josh Allen last year, who, you know, there were a couple other guys on that team that emerged as well. Emmanuel Sanders, Dawson Knox, both had good seasons catching the ball for Buffalo. So they got the band back together for next year. So I Gabriel think Davis has emerged as well. Yeah, he might even be a, a number two option for them next year. Yeah, I scored, liked what I saw out of him. I uh, picked him up in my sleeper fantasy league. Yeah, scored the, four touchdowns in the, the Chiefs playoff For the game. dynasty that I have, so I'll have him uh, next year. So hopefully he emerges as that number two. But you know, this AFC in general, it's about high-powered offenses. We know what the West looks like. The East... 
they picked up Tyreek Hill, so you got to kind of counter and keep your guy in Buffalo. And, of course, there were some rumors, too, I think, that maybe Diggs would want to go to Dallas and team up with uh, Trayvon Diggs, yeah. but that wasn't happening. Uh, so he stays in Buffalo. And you know, just looking at the AFC, I mean, we're before the draft, so there's a lot going to change. After the draft, we're going to see players cut. Uh, but right now, you know, Buffalo is still in a great position in the East, but the East is getting more competitive. Mac Jones has emerged – as a potentially future quarterback. Tua, the book's still kind of out on him, but he's got a ton of weapons, so it's kind of a prove-it-or-lose-it year for him in, in the AFC East. And uh, those three teams are definitely going to be competitive. Then there's what the, about the fourth the team, Jets. Nick? The Jets, they, they exist. <laughs> They're there. You know, they, they play a schedule. So. Yeah, Zach Wilson. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, no, I, there's a potential for three playoff teams from the AFC East next year. Of course, with seven playoff spots, there it's very realistic that the Dolphins or the Patriots could both snag wild card spots in the playoffs next it's gonna year. It's going to be tough. Yeah. You, you got to look at the North, too. I mean, the Ravens, I think, will be back to being decent, or at least I hope they are. They need some healthy uh, running backs first. Yeah, and, and their defense should be healthier. I mean, they had a ton of injuries, so we'll see. Uh, the Steelers are still the Steelers they still have Mike Tomlin I mean he's going to at least get them to 500 if not better uh even with Mitch Trubisky opposed to Ben Roethlisberger I think Trubisky at this point might be a better option uh, at least he's mobile um the bait or the Browns I said the Bakers <laughs> not anymore they won't the Browns be. are there they have Deshaun. he might get suspended if I don't know what they're gonna do with Baker uh right now he'd probably be a bad locker room guy um well yeah they got to trade him at some point yeah. i mean you, but who you wants him yeah well it appears yeah. nobody and then of course we know the west is wild and uh the south is pretty weak probably see the uh titans come out of that or maybe the colts maybe the colts yeah Matt ryan, Matt can, ryan can emerge but you know those top three divisions they're all very tough you could see all four teams i think in the west make it uh so it should be a crazy year in the AFC, we will take uh, another break here on the program. This segment brought to you by Parsons Ford. Kent Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Go to ParsonsFord.com. Uh, when we come back, we'll continue to talk some national stuff and, of course, some Washington sports. Wizards won last night. Caps Lightning tonight on TNT and in a little bit of Major League Baseball talk. That's coming up next on The Sports Mix. This is The Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. With four new car dealerships and four used car dealerships in three states, Parsons is the largest used car and fastest growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords, financing from 0%, Parsons' goal of financing for all, and Parsons' famous above-market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars, too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. Safety doesn't come from owning a gun, it's knowing how to safely use it. Valley Guns 2 off I-81 Exit 5 Inwood helps you build your safety skills with our Defensive Handgun 1 course taught by NRA certified instructors. You must have already completed the basic handgun course as a prerequisite for this course. Valley Guns 2 will conduct this class Saturday, April the 23rd. Valley Guns 2 is also accepting registrations for the Defensive Rifle Carbine 1 course April 24. Classes beginning April 3 will be held at the Valley Guns 2 Firearms Training Center located in Bloomery, West Virginia. Find out more at valleyguns2.com. 
Located right off 81 at 214 Mid-Atlantic Parkway, Mountaineer Grill and Pub offers many daily specials, including happy hour 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. with $2 domestic bottles and $2.50 domestic drafts. Monday night is trivia night, Thursday night is wing night, and Wednesday and Sunday night is steak night. Let's go! Drink some beers! Mountaineer Grill and Pub! Do you love martial arts? Are you a little more Miyagi-Do than Cobra Kai? Dragon Warrior Kung Fu offers a well-rounded program designed to promote and encourage learning and growth in a family-friendly environment. Because Kung Fu is not just flashy fighting skills, it's a lifelong journey of self-discovery. Dragon Warrior Kung Fu, call us at 304-350-0646 and learn more today. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV 10. We welcome you back into this Wednesday edition of the Sports Mix. Nick Virgilini, Avery Newport here on the show. And we're happy to be joined with now, or joined by the uh, sports director here at WRNR and TV 10, Mr. Spencer Dupuis. Spencer, how you doing? How's Nats Park? Oh, dude, it's pretty fun. A lot of new things coming here to Nats Park this year. And it's, this is kind of the year where they're celebrating the fans with the uh, World Series championship. Obviously couldn't do it in 2020 and just didn't have full capacity last year. So a lot of good things coming this year. Uh, this is a fun experience today. It's good to hear the Nationals are living in the past. Um, <laughs> okay, Nick. But uh, what, what were some things that you were able to see on the tour? I know they got the new sports book coming in. Uh, anything else cool that the fans can kind of see? I mean, you mentioned the World Series, and they have that kind of new uh, honoring, I guess, or, or thing with display the trophy. Display is the word. Yeah, display, yeah. Yeah, so they've uh, kind of, every few years, you know, the sponsorships change. They renew things. They change things. Uh, the main club area and now is, uh, they've changed the name to, uh, it's now, they've changed the sponsorship, obviously, but they've gone around and they've added a lot of memorabilia, and they have a whole, probably a six to ten foot long case uh, with everything from the year of the World Series. You got the trophy, you got the World Series trophy, you got the NL championship trophies and you got the uh, lineup cards from the games you got the jerseys game worn helmets uh just a lot of stuff to honor the the team that uh you know finally got to the peak of where they were looking for they got some quotes uh up there on the you know some quotes from the uh from players and it's just definitely like that that one club area is definitely going to be great for fan experience and they have the uh the uh, kind of vip club area which is the one behind home plate uh, that's a pretty interesting thing. They're getting into the uh, the Bitcoin kind of thing there that's a sponsor via Terra Club. And Terra, it's not the company. It's actually the people that have the Bitcoin for Terra are part of the sponsorship, uh, which I think is pretty cool the, that the Nationals are getting into that. And then you move over, move out to the center field kind of plaza area. And, you know, right when you come in the center field gate uh, to your right is uh, the new BetMGM Sportsbook here at Nats Park. Pretty cool little – it's kind of small, obviously, but you, you're able to go in there pregame, postgame, and 
if you're within a geological or geographical area, like you're basically sitting in sitting in your seat in that part, you can bet uh, via the the map that they have set up here. So uh, it's going to be a lot of cool things for. Uh, for people that bet and, and, you know, just people that that like to go to Nats games and enjoy themselves there with the club seating. Uh, a lot of great food options. We're just enjoying the food here. Brand Hard Times Cafe back in. Uh, some local, a lot of local spots as well. Um, and uh, we got to see the City Connect jerseys. It's actually a three-year partnership with them. So uh, those look pretty cool. They're actually, you know, it's not just jerseys. It's, it's a whole line in there separating all that over three years so you're going to be able to see new items come out over the next three years so spencer did you see anything on your tour that uh was something that a fan maybe wouldn't be able to see did you see something that was kind of exclusive to you guys on this tour or are you seeing stuff that fans will be able to see come uh opening day and the rest of the season uh it's definitely what we what fans would see but one cool thing they've done is uh you know how when you come into a game, you usually got to sit through that line where you go through the, um, you go through like the kind of like the TSA setup, kind of like that. They no longer have that. If you just walk right through scanners that can detect, they also if you're coming to NAS games, they're now following all of the uh, other uh, venues here, like Capital One Arena, FedEx Field, clear bag policy. So you can only bring in clear bags now. So uh, that's a big change. But uh, definitely getting in through the center field gate, I guess getting in through all the gates will be extremely easier now you don't have to stand through lines it's kind of just you walk right through you don't have to take anything out of your pockets i think that's going to be the fan experience part of getting into it you're not going to be waiting in lines just to get your ticket scanned all right spencer very cool i uh, i think that's pretty much uh, all we really have to ask you but uh you'll be back tomorrow we're looking forward yeah. to another great episode of the sports mix yeah definitely thanks guys for uh, having me on talk to you later <laughs> thanks spencer it's very interesting when you have to thank people for coming on your own show. Yeah, that's uh, something that we're not used to here, considering that Spencer typically hosts every day. So something different, but something cool. It's cool that, that he and Colin got the opportunity to go down there and see all the new things going on at Nats Park, being a part of this Media Day event for affiliates. You know, it, it's nice. It's nice to, to get that opportunity. Yeah, definitely. And uh, the Orioles have released the pictures of the new look at Camden Yards. Uh, as we know, the left field fence was pushed back to try to uh, cut down on the amount of home runs hit toward left field. I believe it's like the number one like, Yeah, it's a hitter's spot. ballpark. You know? Well, it's number one, I think, spot like teams have hit home runs to or something like that was the left field line. So they've changed it. It does look a little weird. I'm going to trying to pull up a picture here yeah the dimensions are odd because when you look towards that left field area of the outfield it's kind of it's well it's pushed back slightly because they took out a lot of seats so, so Nick, there, if you want to yeah this would picture. be the angle from i guess if you were sitting in these seats and you can see kind of a little dent now at camden yards and i'm not a huge fan of it um i understand the idea is a good idea because Obviously, the Orioles struggle with pitching, but that's partially due to they don't develop pitchers well, or is it due to the left field fence? Because we have seen guys leave and have success. Kevin, Kevin Gosman left, had success. Jake, Jake Arrieta became a Cy Young candidate when he left Baltimore. So it's a little bit of both, but this is a historic park, and now it looks a little funky. So I'm not a huge fan, but it is what it is. It's just one little crease in the fence. So I'm not going to make a huge deal out of it, but it does bother me a little bit 
Yeah, I don't know. I I liked Camden Yards the way it was. I think kind of to your point, Nick, like, you know, it's not the ballpark dimensions that are the issue. It's the fact that the pitchers keep giving up a lot of home runs. So, But again, like I said, I mean, we've seen guys leave the Orioles that were kind of mediocre to bad in Baltimore and then have success in other places. Now, is that the AL East? Because the AL East is just known for having good power hitters. Yeah. And you go to the National League, and maybe it's a little bit easier to pitch. I don't know. There's several factors. This might have been one of those factors. The Orioles aren't going to be good this year because they moved the fence back, but maybe they will. Maybe they win the World Series. I don't know. I like that optimism. I like it. Holding out hope. I don't have a ton of hope for this team, but you do have some hope for maybe the future. And a guy that's getting his future started, Bobby Witt Jr., will start at third base this season. He was the number two pick back when the Orioles selected Adley Rutschman, who's now their top prospect, and he's expected to make his debut this season as well. A little bit delayed due to his injury, but, uh, you know, I remember when he came out, when Witt and Rutschman came out, and I was kind of back on forth on who I thought the Orioles should draft. I think both guys end up being good pro players, but Witt reaching the majors a little bit earlier than Rutschman, but they probably will both play this season yeah i i fully expect him to play of course he's injured right now so i'm expecting maybe a may or you know mid-may to, to early june return for adley rushman um but it's exciting you know it's exciting if you're an orioles fan because you get to see the future right now and hopefully these guys in a couple of years will develop into really quality major league ball players and you know the team might um might put together some successful seasons but of course that's forecasting right now um, you know, but it is exciting to see some of these prospects finally start to develop on the major league team. Ryan Mountcastle has been doing that the last couple of years. They've hopefully some of their pitching projects like uh, DL Hall, Grayson Rodriguez are going to come up to the majors pretty soon. But uh, I'm looking forward to it. I'm hoping that this year, you know, they might not win a ton of games this year, but I hope that we get to see some development, some major league playing time for these prospects. Yeah, I, I hope so as well. And uh, just to kind of finish up the show, the Wizards won last night against the Minnesota Timberwolves. A good win for them. They were 12-point underdogs in that ball game, and they found a way to win despite what Vegas thought. Uh, and the Capitals are in action tonight uh, against the Lightning. I believe we'll have that on the radio for you. So a uh, chance to match up against the defending champs now, back-to-back years uh, in the Lightning, and this would be maybe even a playoff matchup we see down the line. And, and Washington obviously would love to get this win to build that momentum. Yeah, that's a huge game. Again, the two-time def- defending Cup champions in the Lightning. You know, you want to win that game. And the the Caps at this point are fighting for a playoff berth. They're not leading their division, so they got to you know finish out the regular season strong and try and snag a wild card. All right. So before we wrap things up officially here on the Sports Mix, want to remind you. We will not have a broadcast. Baseball, softball games tonight have been postponed or canceled due to the weather. So no game tonight locally, uh, but we will have the Capitals and the Lightning on the radio tonight. Uh, for Avery Newport, I'm Nick Verzellini. Thanks to Spencer for joining us for a few minutes. Tune in to the Sports Mix again tomorrow. We're on the air at noon.